Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, my good friend Tom Jones is here today. Thank goodness we're going to talk NHL in the Tampa Bay Lightning. A little college football coming up as well. Tommy, I sat there. I should be a betting man. I wasn't as confident in Game 2, as you know. Would have won a ton of money in Game 1 because I knew there was no way the Lightning was going to win at home when they opened that series against the Newark Islanders, and they didn't. But I got to give him credit for bouncing back. I don't know if, if the physicality was you know part of the plan. I don't know if you go out there, if players go out there and say, hey, we're going to make a statement, we're going to start beating guys up. Certainly that, uh, that, that got their intensity, and maybe that's what they're trying to do. But I want to start with Nikita Kucherov. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you this question. And he missed the entire regular season, okay, given the fact that he's coming off hip surgery and whatever the Lightning did to fudge that situation. <laughs> Uh, Nikita Kucherov's the best player in the NHL right now today. Ooh, well, the best one playing right now. <laughs> well, yeah, there's only four teams. <laughs> there's I guess. only four teams left. I yeah. think there were, you know, I think some that Connor McDavid fans would would push. They'd argue on you with that yeah. a little bit. However, 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 uh, I would. Uh, boy, he's top. I was going to say top five, three, but he might be top three. And you know what? Rick, I mean, he's he could he could be the best player in the world right now. The way he has taken over at times in the playoffs, and I know he took some criticism a couple of years ago when they played Ovechkin in the in the conference finals, and he sort of disappeared mm-hmm. for parts of that series. Remember the Columbus series took the really bad penalty, got suspended. Yeah. Um, but I've also seen there other times there there was a narrative there for a while that, well, you know, maybe he can't be relied upon in the playoffs. He when they went to the finals the year they played Chicago and then the next year when Stamkos was out and they went to the Eastern Conference Finals against Pittsburgh, Nikita Kucherov dominated games, dominated series, and was a big time player. Now he's doing it again, and Rick he is the single biggest reason at this point. Well, that and Vasilevsky uh, that I think the Lightning um, are are going to win the cup or or could, or could win the cup. He's never have a chance, right? Have a chance to win the cup because. He can take over games. Rick, those two, you know, he set up the two goals the other night with yep. just incredible passes. And I know other guys finished him. Braden Point finished one. Andre Pilat finished another one. But the way he, he can single-handedly take over games, oh, and he only needs a few shifts to do it, there's nobody else left playing right now who can do that. I don't right. think. Certainly no one on the Lightning. And, 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 and look, they've got plenty of, of, of all-stars, right? Plenty of great players, including sure. Braden Point, who he, he seems to set up all the time. And, and good, good for Braden Point. But, you know, when you watch this guy, um, look, I think the mark of a good player in any sport, right, is, is what does he do for the guys around him, okay? I mean, there's not – I would imagine that most lines that are out there with Nikita Kucherov are trying to stop him from scoring. Right, mm-hmm. sure. but all he does all he does is make plays and make other guys around him better. Now he's he's playing with some pretty good guys on that first line. There's no question about that. But but consider like 
he did not play the entire regular season, okay? And and whatever shape he was in, um, you know, the fact is his first game was a playoff game. Tom, I would imagine the playoff speed is even in the intensity is greater than the regular season, right? It is. And I look, only players can can tell you this. Uh clearly he was in shape and ready to go when the playoffs started. You almost wonder, Rick, if it was better that he didn't even play at the end of the regular season. There was no adjusting from one speed to another. He just went in there and was like, here we go. Like turn yeah. it up to ten right away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that I think that's part now obviously he's played playoff games before, so he knows what the intensity's like. Maybe the other thing too, Rick, that's benefiting him at this point is that I can't imagine in any sport, you notice, and and it happens in football, you know, which you know very well is that nobody goes into the playoffs healthy. Everybody's banged up in some way. Got a sore knee, sore shoulder, sore foot, something. Yeah. He had none of that. Maybe he went, you know, his body, you know, he's only played what now, like 13 games, 14, whatever, whatever, how many games they played. Fresh legs, Tom. Fresh Fresh legs. legs. Fresh legs. Not once he cat once he got his his sea legs, you know, so to speak. His wind back, yeah. Yeah, once he got his wind back, um, then he's you know, he was he's been and he had his wind back almost immediately, it seemed. Mm -hmm. So look, I watching him in, in game two, you know it's funny, Rick, so Going into this series, I thought they were going to win. I thought they were going to win this series, and I thought they were going to win the cup. And in fact, the other night, so last Friday, I missed you, man. You were you should have been there. You should have been there, Rick. Uh, so last Friday, the Tampa Bay Times won another Pulitzer, uh, big deal. Cat McGrory and uh, Neil Betty won for a great investigation. They did. They had a little get together pointer. You you were invited. You didn't come. You you got busy. Well, you got people. To I see, mean, listen. Know? I I've you know when I won my uh, a, you know APSE, um, we had our own little gathering and and <laughs> you know we we were sort of it was a delay celebration, but we were kind of in the midst of that. I know the Pulitzer Prize is a big thing. And, I was going to say um, I've won an APSE, so it can't be that big of a deal. I, I'm just saying it's what? not a Pul- it's not a Pulitzer. It's not. No. <laughs> it's not a, not the sports equivalent. <laughs> It's uh, it's a pretty big deal for sports, but it's not quite oh. right. No, I okay. Well, I, like I said, I've won one. So I don't know. Maybe that's why they deal, didn't they didn't how, throw me a party. How or, big a deal even, could it be if I've won uh, one? That's all I, I'm, I'm just, saying. Just saying, you were a pretty good columnist for a lot of years. So, <laughs> no, I couldn't get down there. I I could have gotten down there, but then you I did I see you? With, was that a coke can or a beer can in your hand? I wasn't sure. I saw a photo. You're standing there. Oh, you saw a photo. Uh, so oh, what yeah. happened was that Pointer, which owns the Times Off, so we have a little courtyard. So we have a little an outdoor, courtyard, yeah. So mm-hmm. we could have an outdoor little celebration, and, and they had, you know, finger foods and chick, chicken wings and that sort of thing. It was a beer. I was holding a beer. Yes. That mm. was, uh, I believe, a cycle brewing uh, beer. Did they also hand out little, uh, little things of champagne, perhaps? They did. I'm I not a big I... champagne guy. Are you like, do you like champagne? No, no, except on New Year's Eve. Although now, what I was told does. is I don't like champagne because I've never had good champagne, which is probably true. That is true. Have you had Cristal? I have not. Or, mm. or I have not. Also, have not had. You would Don, know. Don Perignon. I've also Don, not had that. Don either. Perignon is <laughs> no, also Don well Perign- known. But I no, I've never. So that's what people tell me that good champagne can, is is phenomenal. It's not that something that'll yeah, give you yeah. a headache in the morning. It's a, it's really good. Yeah. And, See, and I've and, always had you know basically the stuff they pass out on. On, on airplane. And I don't even know what they had here. Maybe the time, yeah, maybe that's what the times had was fine. I had a couple of sips and it tasted, it was okay. I'm just not a big champagne guy. We got on champagne. I'll just go, I'll finish the story. Did I tell you about the, like, probably the worst New Year's Eve I've ever had? 
I don't think I've so. told this story before. It was, uh, and I won't go too de- into too much detail on this one, but because we tell our travel stories all the time, it was in Green Bay for a playoff game. I can't even remember who they were playing. It might have been a year that the Bucks were not involved. Uh, right, I could back just when you covered there. the NFL playoffs. Just yes, just period, just yeah. to do it because you would, you know, <laughs> well, the, the money was flowing and and you know the, our team was out, and so you still covered the NFC Championship game. So I was there. I think Peter King was there. Um, and and at the end of the game. Peter Here's King what wrote I, about it. Guys, what the Starbucks he got the cap, he got well, the latte with we, the. Well, he he should have written about it. I don't know if I got in the MMQB column, but it was uh, it, it was a flight from uh, something you could remember because it was one of those days where it started snowing towards the end of the game. But because you had to be in the press box for about two and a half hours afterwards, when I went outside, I couldn't find my car. I mean, it was you know I knew it was a one of those piles out there was was mine. The rental car, but I couldn't find it. And it was back in the day when you didn't have the keyless entry, yeah, but you so had to take like, the boop, key boop. and actually yeah. poke it through uh, because the the, the actual uh, keyhole was frozen over. Oh my so gosh. It, was, it was difficult opening the door when you when you have so so these are first world problems. So you know we we make it to the airport. It's snowing like hell. It looks like Bedford Falls, and it's a wonderful life. I mean, it's, hello, y'all, savings and loan. You know, we were driving it so. We get there, and of course, it's a prop plane because why would you fly anything else? It was Casablanca at that point, right? Here's to you, kid, you know, whatever. So <laughs> we get on the plane, and this thing is like, is it going to get off the runway? It's heavy with snow. We're, try- we're, we're, you know, we're trying to get up enough speed to get through the unplowed runway. So white knuckle flight, we get there, and I'm thinking, well, Peter King's on the plane. What, what could happen? Um, you know, also killed. Um, so we get there and, and and I'm in Chicago and I have to sprint and you know how O'Hare is. It's like, you know, gate one is on one end of the airport and gate 67 is like on the other end. And in the middle, you know, is like a little, uh, concourse area. So obviously, and naturally I was the furthest gate away possible, right? Like, like a five mile hike and we're late. The plane is late, but our, our connection is late as well. And yet, as soon as I get off the plane and I have a suitcase, I hear flight 2740 to Tampa is final boarding call. Flight 2740 to Tampa, everybody on board. And I am couldn't be further away. So I start sprinting. And I'm sprinting so hard, you know, and I, I'm pulling a bag and I've got a heavy coat on and a scarf because it's freezing, sure. but not inside O'Hare at this point. So now... I'm an absolute sweat bowl. I look like I've jumped in a pool, you know, by the time I get to this gate. Out of breath. It's so bad that when I get to the gate, the flight attendants, or or I should say the reservationists at that gate, looked at me and said, Sir, sir, are you okay? Would you like a glass of water? Are you okay? They thought you were having like, a heart attack. They thought I was dying. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, no, no. It's the, it, We got a few more minutes. There, there's a mechanic. There's a, there's a small item on here they're trying to take care of. You're okay. Just, 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 just sit down, <laughs> sit down, sir. Take, take, catch your breath, and here's a glass of water. So I Jeez. got on, and of course, it turned out to just be a bin door that wouldn't shut. But you know, unions being what it is, you had to get a mechanic to come with the silver tape and actually tape said bin door down, which took right, about right. a half hour. <laughs> caught, caught my breath. I got to fill the paperwork and all that. This is getting back to champagne. So, but it's New Year's Eve, and so we take off, and it's a little before midnight. And, you know, uh, is one of those, you remember the airplane phones where you could actually make a call? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. You could make a call to people. 
Like Which I don't understand how the line, the telephone line, went into the plane. <laughs> Me that's I don't either. I don't but, understand the science of it. So, <laughs> but you could remember you could actually yes, call could, somebody yeah. from a phone. Like we wouldn't think of it now because we all have cell phones, and well, you're above the cell tower too far. But whatever. So you call the you call. I call down, and I hear uh, my family and friends at a New Year's Eve party that I'm not going to make, and it's before New Year's, and you know. So I say Happy New Year's. They dim the lights. Everybody, it's dark. There's no one on this flight because, you know, because now I'm on a big plane and who flies on New Year's Eve, right? Just some elderly folks. I wasn't quite as elderly at that time. Right before midnight, the lights come on and there's the flight attendants going, all right, it's almost New Year's. We're going to have a countdown. I'm telling you, there is nothing more depressing than to be (laughs) 30,000 feet over nowhere with a bunch of people you don't know. And they're handing out. So that's the kind of champagne, whatever they gave that, us. Whatever that champagne was. That's probably yeah. what you're used to. It probably is, which is why I don't like champagne. Exactly. However, as I'm drinking the champagne the other day at this party, yes, several people, because I, you know, I worked in sports. I used to cover the lightning. You should they be. wanted to say, hey, so how about the lightning? What do you think? Are you yeah. going to win it? And I was absolutely, absolutely, they're winning it. Really? Yes. They are going to win the Stanley Cup. Take it to and the then, bank. And then I watch game one. And now, <laughs> and now like, you're Whoops. calling all your friends. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, then after game two, even after game two, Rick, I'm telling you, I went into this series thinking they're absolutely going to win the series. Mm. And now I think it's 50-50. I think yeah, it could go yeah, either way. True. And here's the reason why. And the the lighting clearly have – I mean, I, I say clearly. They're, they are better in goal. But Varlamov has played well enough that the gap isn't – like as, as wide. wide as I thought it was going to be going into this yeah. series. And yeah. yes, they have, uh, you know, the Islanders have, they're not, they're not like devoid of talent, obviously. I mean, Matthew Barzell is a really special player. However, uh, I don't think he's, he's point in Kucherov, but I'll tell you what the Islanders do have, Rick. They have system and they have effort. And those things don't disappear. Like those, those show up every game, it seems. And yeah, they're going to make for, you work. They make you work. And I'm not saying the Lightning aren't capable. They were in game two. But I'm telling you, they got to play that way the rest of the series. Right. And, and, and every game. Because if they let up even a little bit, yeah. and that's not like the Islanders blew them out in game one. But there was, I thought there was a clear difference between the two teams in game one. I thought the Islanders were, were a much better team. Even mm-hmm. though that game was close. Even though it was, you know, you take away the Stamkos turnover and maybe it's a different game. But I, I just felt like the Islanders were the better team throughout. And that's the way they have played through this entire playoffs. You know, this is a great time of year for sports. I've been, I've been, you know, you, the Rays are, have been fun to watch every night. And um, I've been into the NBA playoffs a little bit. But for whatever reason, my schedule has lined up. I've caught like most Island, like every Islanders game for whatever reason. It just has worked out that way. And every time I watch them, I'm like, I don't recognize half the guys on this team. I don't know that they would make the rosters of the other team. The You know, the bottom six would make the – the other team's roster. And yet, like we said, next thing you know, you're shaking their hands and you're clearing out your locker because the Islanders are moving on and you're going home. And they play this way every night. However, Rick, getting back to your point, the one thing that is sort of the antidote to that is a special player. In this case, two special players. Point and Kucherov can win games by themselves. And I think they they went a big way into – or a, they were a big part of winning – game two but i'm telling you rick i'm not as confident as i was before the series i I still think the lighting will win but i don't i'm not betting everything i have on it they seem very evenly matched and and whether it's their system or their their effort 
Um, they're not going to go away easily. The, the Lightning will have to earn everything they get. I think that's obvious. Um, they certainly had to play really, really well. I thought the the Islanders played, a, you know, and Steve has said this when we've talked about it, that, that the Islanders played as well as I think they could play in game one. They may have gotten some help from the Lightning with the turnovers, but they converted on those, and they, they capitalized on them. Can they do? Can they play that game four times? In other words, you know, can can they can they get the upper hand by playing so efficiently um, that you know they can beat the Lightning four times? I don't know. We none of us know, but I do think that when the Lightning you know decides that they're going to play the right way, you know, which is right. you know enough with the with the you know risky playmaking passes and stuff like get it deep, get it in deep, you know. Um, you know, do do all the little things, grind away, get the dirty stay goals. Patient. Yep. Yeah, stay patient. Don't make these long. You know, if it's there, it's there. But like you know, um, and we saw a stretch pass that worked the other day that that Kucherov wound up converting. You know, um, to to uh, Pilata, I believe it was. Right. But you know, they 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 really have to be more disciplined. And when the Lightning are disciplined, they know how to play that way too. I mean, they can play any way you want to. I was surprised a little bit though. I mean, I think. I think there was, and you know this. Like, do teams do they do? Is this premeditated that Pat Maroon is going to grab somebody's helmet in the first minute and a half? I mean, like, do they go into it saying we got to ratchet up our intensity, and the only way we can do this is to be more physical and start hitting people? If we go to the box, we go to the box. But this is what we're going to do. Do they do that to kick themselves going or to yeah, just? Yeah, I think so. I think I think there's. I mean, there's a part of it. To, hey, we're going to let the other team know that we're not backing down. I mean, I sort of hate this thing when it happens at the end of games after you've already got. Yeah, your, it's a, it's your over end with, kicked yeah. in. Right. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, at that point, it's like, why didn't you play like that the first fifty nine minutes? Why did you wait the right. last minute? Right. But I do think early in games, you do. There are times where you want to set a tone, and I think it's as much to let. Your teammates know, like, hey, we're not. Let's go. Let's get moving. Yeah, here. let's get. I going, thought the yeah. intensity wasn't great in game one, and I, I don't know why, Rick. The playoffs are such a funny thing, and I will give the Lightning credit for this: is that I, I've covered a lot of playoff series involving the Lightning since John Cooper's been there, and it wasn't really even going back to the Tortorella days. And they have games for whatever reason. Like every game's life and death, it seems like when it comes to hockey. When you lose yeah. a game, you're like, oh my gosh, they're never going to win again. The sky's falling. Fire everybody. How do they got to trade this guy? Get rid of him. And then they win the next thing. You're like, oh, I think they're going to win a cup. You know, like, yeah. It, literally every game is, is such a, you know, um, sky's falling, your greatest yeah. team ever. And, um, and, you know, with the Lightning, they do manage to keep that even, sort of even keel throughout. Even after they lost game one, you, you could tell, like, John Cooper was like, not. I was expecting him to come out, rip the team. Our efforts got to be better. And I think he had a perfect handle on it. I don't even know if he believed what he said after game one. He's like, no, we're fine. It was good. It was. I liked your effort. Really? Because I didn't like your effort. But I think that he knows how to, that this is what happens in the playoffs. Do you have these games that are inexplicable where you just, you just don't show up sometimes? I'm not saying they didn't show up in game one, but it wasn't good enough. But then they came out in game two, and it was really good. And I think part of that is, yeah, we got to go out. and The players know, and Pat Maroon knows, and he's one of those guys that he's well, supposed to set a tone. Like you that. said it going into it. I mean, you can't be you, – you can't lose the first two games at home in a series and expect to win it. There was way more desperation on their part than they had in game one. Oh, I think it, they absolutely knew that if they lose game two, it's they in trouble. I'm, Rick, I'm telling you, game three, the Island, that the Long Island – the Nassau Coliseum is going to be – it's going to be crazy. It's going to be bedlam up there, and I fully expect the Islanders are going to come out flying in that game. Sometimes – 
I, but that can I, work against you. I thought it worked yeah. against the Lightning in Game One. It can. Sometimes we have seen that, and for whatever whatever reason, I don't know if that's part of it too. I think the Lightning has a losing record at home in the playoffs under John. They Cooper. do. Which is basically when I say under John Cooper, I mean it's this this but version they, of the Lightning. In the last Stamp two goes, years, you know, the last two years, that. Tom, they've they've won ten in a row after losing a game, which is unbelievable. We're ten and zero. Yeah, which just shows you their their comeback ability with that sort of that even kill that we're not going to let the last game affect you. But this Islander team, I'm just the thing that has me a little bit more. Hey, this might be a fifty fifty proposition at this point. It's not so much has to do with the lighting; it has to do with the Islanders. I'm really impressed with them, and you know, Rick, I don't know. I'm sure you've seen it. They have a look about them. You know that sort of that hunger that playoff hunger like a team that looks like hey, well this, this is, is where they were last our, year this is our right? turn though yeah this, i don't know I mean, it this feels is... different though to me it feels i don't know if it's the bubble or whatever it feels different this team feels hungrier to me not hungrier than the lightning hungrier than they were a year ago and they there's just something i like the look of this islander team i like i just like the way they i don't like the way they play in terms of enter i think it's a boring style quite frankly yeah. i think it's it's not entertaining but look they're not here to entertain people they're here to win games and, and there's nothing more entertaining than carrying a, than having a parade, skating around with a cup. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, but I but I do I do respect the way they play. I, I when I say I like them, I like that I like their look. I I think they're hungry. Well, and I mean they're they're facing the team that's kept them from going to the cup. I mean right. I mean this is right. you know this is their Detroit Pistons. If you're the Chicago Bulls, right. I mean, this is who you got to get get past in order to get to where you want to be. And so their whole season, much like we said a couple of years ago, you said right on this podcast that, you know, after they lost to Columbus in four, you go, don't care about the regular season. None of it matters. Nothing will matter until they get back to that point where they were a year ago when they got swept by Columbus. Right. None of this matters. And, they got, and, and you said it won't matter in the playoffs unless they win the cup. That's right. Because that, they, didn't, they didn't fulfill what that team's promise was. And I don't care what they do. They have to win the cup. Well, you know what? They came back. They won the cup. And now, if you're the Islanders, it's like everything they've done to this point doesn't matter unless they get past the Lightning. That's true. You they know? were here a year ago, and they need to go a little bit further. But the thing I really like about the Islanders, like there were some moments in the first two rounds, particularly that Boston series. I think it was – I want to say game three. I may not have it right, but they gave up a, an over – Brad Marchand scored an overtime goal from a mm-hmm. really bad angle. Yeah. And at that point, you're like, okay, that's the that's the gut punch. They're done. And they came that's back. That's the dagger. And, that's yeah, the dagger. Right. <laughs> and they came, and that's, uh, those are games like you lose games like that, you're not supposed to recover from it. Right. That, right. Cost you your, that cost you a season right there. And it didn't. They came back and kept playing well. Now, the only hope that the – not the only hope, but a hope that the Lightning has is that their talent almost frustrates – it works the opposite on the Islanders. You know, the Islanders can be hard to play against. They're really, you know, they're hard to play against. They grind. You have to be patient, as you mentioned. But you wonder if it can work the other way where you where the Islanders, and it takes a lot of effort to play the way they play. And they can dominate a game, and it's 0-0 or 1-1, and Vasilevsky's playing incredible, right. standing on his head, as they say. And then the next thing you know, Kucherov skates around seven guys. And then puts one in and now the Islanders are like, are you kidding me? No look pass behind the net. <laughs> we've just dominated for the past like 12 minutes or whatever. And we're out right. shooting them 12 we're down to two. two to one. And now we're down two to one because one guy had an unbelievable shift and the other guy 
is a yeah. brick wall. Like that, yeah. then maybe it works on it works on them, where it's like, okay, what yeah. can we do? I know Vasilevsky leaves a lot of people scratching their heads. So that's oh. so. If I'm the Lightning, that's that's where I'm looking to. That they have the individual skill and they have Vasilevsky, and they also have a coach who keeps them at an even kill. It's going no, to be a great no, series, but I don't think it's going to be over quickly. No, no, I think it's going to be six or seven games. The other thing the Lightning have is uh, the confidence that they have done this before. In other words, there's always doubt, right? There's Mm -hmm. always doubt until you do it, okay, until you get over that hump. And the Lightning were here last year. They know they can do it. They won the cup. They're trying to defend it, and heavy is the head that wears the crown. But they're not going to have any doubts in their minds at all. You know, even if it gets dark and stormy, they've come back before, just like losing game one. They lost game one of the Stanley Cup finals last year to Dallas, and we seem to forget that. But right. they lost They lost to the Stars in game one, um, and it didn't phase them. They came back, they won the Cup. So, you know, uh, I think that experience and that there's, there's belief, you know, and then there's, like, religion. Like, I, I've been here before. I get it. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. Um, you can have faith, faith and religion. Those two things are a little different, but I think that the lightning has that advantage. And, but man, uh, Kucherov has been great. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'll get you out on this with respect to the lightning. And then I want to ask you real quickly about the college football expanding to 12 games. Uh, Steven Stamkos, still a factor. I mean, you went back and forth on this a little bit, tongue in cheek, but Steven Stamkos, still a factor on the power play. No question about it. Mm -hmm. For long stretches, Tom, I don't see him. I don't, I don't, I don't feel him on the ice anymore. What is left in the tank for this guy? Well, I got to be honest with you, Rick. I thought he was done two years ago, and then he went out and scored 45 goals. And so I'm like, <laughs> you know, okay, I clearly had missed the boat on Steven Stamkos. I know, yeah. I know where you're coming from. I think he does go through stretches where he's – look, he's not Kucherov. He's not that type of player. He's not an individual player who's going to go end-to-end and, and yeah. you know, dazzle people. 200 feet people. and dazzle you with his puck. Yeah, and, 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 yeah right. I mean, he, he he's a, a – I want to say he's a two-way good two-way player. He's not a great defensive player, but but he never think, was either. Let's no, he never fair. was. I mean, that look, was that's never, fine with me. I don't drop the guy number paid. one overall to back check. Right, scores sixty points in a year or sixty goals <laughs> yeah. in a year. I mean, yeah. you know, they don't right. care you if your defense is any good. Right, exactly. But I do think he he still has his moments where he can. I mean, we saw it in the last in the last round where he scored. You know, he had a game where he had two a two goal game. Um, mm-hmm. And he still can he still can be effective on uh, on five on five situations. Obviously, his his strength is the on the power play, and that's that's his most value to this team. However, I mean he he's um, he's still good enough at times. He's not what look is he what is he was ten years ago or eight years ago, seven years ago? No, but um, but I still think he's a. I mean, he's still a top, one of their top. I don't know where would we rank him. He's still. Third, fourth best forward still. Uh, 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 I mean, forward, Kucherov, maybe. Kucherov point, and then I don't know who we got next. I mean, Kalorn plays well in the playoffs. I, I think um, 
you know, Palat's always one of those guys. He's like a Ben. He reminds me of Ben Zobrist. Like you really don't you don't miss him until he's gone or he's out yeah. of the lineup. Right. Um, I think Tyler Johnson's had a really good playoff. He's come uh, alive. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Sorelli is a pretty good player. Yanni Gordes shows up in the playoffs. Ross Golton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, I still think, I mean, I still think Stamkos is top three or four forward on your team. Um, yeah. Now, but you're right. I mean, you're right. Is he? What, is I don't he notice what he was him when he was much, 25. No. No, none of us are. But I don't. I don't notice him as much five on five, and I don't. I don't know that he has the same. And look, we don't know what injuries he's coming off of either. Remember, this guy missed a month and a half before the playoffs began. Right. How do we know? How do we know how close he is to even being a hundred percent? Right. So his skating might be compromised, but he's hanging in there. I mean, he definitely yeah. he definitely can win some faceoffs, and he can help you on the power play, and he's still. And yeah. I, he's still the undisputed leader of this team. I, he's still the captain. Know, yeah, you, and he's that's still the captain, and, and he's treated as the captain by his but, team. But oof, that, play, that, that turnover. Oh, that past year night was just. Oh, that was bad. Uh, can't do it. Wrong and play. And that's the thing. Like, but it's, it's always almost, the wrong play to do what he did, right? I mean, you just don't make that Pretty play. much. I mean, the, the, what made it bad was he he like, he like tried it, and it didn't work, and he tried it <laughs> he tried again. tried it again. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's it's almost like, you know, like a little that's kid the, when that's they the shoot quarterback that, that Yeah, right. It's the quarterback <laughs> that looks to the out route, and he pump fakes it, and nobody, the DB doesn't move. He's just still squatting, and then he throws it anyway. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. It's like the guy stood there. He's like... You know, say, so, hey, we're going to run this play fake. again. Don't do it again. And he did it again. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. Okay. Let me ask you about college football because me and you would go back and forth about this all the time on the radio show. And, uh, you know, I'm going to probably get my wish here, Tommy. They're talking about expanding the college football playoff to 12 teams. Okay. Um, and uh, they're kind of throwing some, some, you know, some softballs out there and letting people, you know, sort of analyze this and come back at them with, with what they think the faults are, or the the uh, obviously the advantage is money. <laughs> I mean, sure. you know, they're going to televise these things and and make more money for for uh, their their programs and their colleges and whatnot, or the college football. And but I think the other thing is, um, it gives the little guy, if you will, maybe not not just Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson, but maybe somebody else or Notre Dame, uh, at least a look, right? A look, a chance of. Or a belief that they could be in the tournament and and presumably win a national title. Now, you for this or against it? Well, you know me. I've always been the the fewer teams that get into the playoffs, the greater the regular season. I've always been one of those guys that believe, yeah, we have. There's a playoff in college football. It starts in September. Don't lose. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you're UCF or Cincinnati, and say, well, we didn't lose, and we still don't get a chance. What about us? Yeah. I also do believe there are teams out there who. Sort of those second tier teams that are good enough, like you know, like a Georgia, mm-hmm. um, you know, or a. Um, I'm trying to think who would be like or Florida. You know, Florida's might be one of those teams that aren't going to get a chance because they're stuck in a conference with a team that that just dominates. A team like Alabama, I think 12's too many. I don't like the twelve. I, I was willing to go to six. You know, at the, like with the Power Five, and then one more, like the little yeah. guy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eight. I'm a. I'm a little bit better. I'm a. You know, I, a little bit better with eight than I am with twelve. I just think twelve's too many, don't you? No, I don't. Okay with um, I'm okay with it. And you know what? People. The argument against having this many teams is simply that oh, those games are going to be blowouts, right? Because you're gonna, at some level, you're gonna have to seed these teams. Okay. Right. Um. So you might have Coastal Carolina playing Alabama in the first round. Although less Coastal- likely, right? Because. 
I mean, you're talking about five. It would be five versus twelve. Like the first four teams would get buys in the first. Well, round. that's that's true. Yeah, that's true. So okay, I mean, so there I, is a bit of a better hope that you know yeah. you're not going to get Coastal Carolina at least in the, Alabama, in, in unless the first Coastal round. Actually, but, won a game. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But 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 there's still supposed. Like, I guess if there's a negative or some things that people are throwing out there, is like those games are going to be unwatchable at some level. You know what right. I mean? Like you're going to have you're going to have some mismatches that you really shouldn't have invited. Because um, we've seen that even in the semifinals of, of some of these national uh, championship playoff games with the four teams, right? We've seen some pretty lopsided scores in those, and those are all marquee teams. Here's what I would say about it. It's not going to happen in the first couple of years. But the reason there's such a disparity, I think, in co- college football has become, right, three teams and then somebody else, right? It's, it's Look, Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State are going every year. Yes. And they just are. They're just on a different level, okay? And I don't know who's I next. I think I know where you're headed with this, and it's a really good point. Go ahead. But it's probably it's probably some other SEC team, right? Whoever rose up that year, whether it's right. Georgia or, or Auburn or somebody like that, Florida. So there, there's always the, the prospect that, you know, either another ACC team or maybe it's Oklahoma, right? Maybe Oklahoma out of the Big 12. There's, but there's, you know, maybe Notre on Dame, a blue moon, no, Notre Dame or Oregon or somebody from the Pac-12, USC. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, it's going to be another conference, a Power 5 team. So that's always going to be the case. And for the most part, and we've seen this now, it's dominated by three schools and somebody else. So to me, that's boring. You know, to me, it's like you're not you're not giving anybody else another chance, and they might as well go and form their own league and, and have their own championship at that point. What I like is what, you know, what has happened in the NCAA basketball tournament. There was a time when it was – 32 teams or 16 teams, whatever. But now it's 64. I'm not looking for 64 football teams. But there was a time when nobody knew who Gonzaga was, right? right? Now Gonzaga gets some of the best players in the country. Why? Because they have a chance and have advanced to the point where they could win a national title. Same thing with like Butler or some team like that. What's going to happen, Tom, is that as you see these teams, even a Coastal Carolina or a BYU or, you know, whoever is is the up-and-comer, Boise State, um, you're going to see elite players now go, I can go there and still win a national title. Yes. I can right. play in the tournament. I, can, I don't have to go to Alabama. I don't have to go to Clemson. I don't have to go to Ohio State. I can get there, and it's not going to be overnight, but – there's going to be some teams that are start going to start taking some players um, because that, that, you know, hey, go to Ohio State, you're going to play for a national title. Go to Alabama, go to Clemson, all true. But now I can go someplace else. I can stay home. You know, maybe I stay home at Florida um, or, or, or Georgia or whatever. So I think this is a good thing, and I think you are going to see, whether it's a UCF or, a, uh, or you know, somebody like that, um, is going to start to get better players as they progress, and and there will be upsets. I mean, at some point, again, not the first year, maybe not the first four years, but at some point you're going to see a team break through or get to the semifinal or maybe even a national championship, and then every player is going to go, hey, I don't have to go to one of these three schools. I think that, yeah, I knew, I knew that's where you were headed, and I think it's a really good point. I, I think the number one reason why a kid goes to a school is to get to the NFL if he's an elite player. And I that's the number one thing. That's so true. I, I want to go play for Nick Saban because he's going to get me in the NFL, or I want to go f- play for Dabo or or whatever. Um, 
But I do think there is something about playing for a national championship that also is enticing. And you're absolutely right that that I do think it will filter down to I don't have to go. I I, I can go to Georgia and play for a national championship, even though Alabama still continues to dominate. I I was starting to think about which teams this is going to benefit and which programs would be better have benefited would have benefited over the past several years. I, I think it's no secret. I'm a Penn State fan. I think Penn State would have been in a couple of these playoffs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Georgia, Florida, for sure. Yeah. Um, and also at the same time, and I, I've always worn pretty thin on like the the UCFs and the Cincinnati's of the world. It's like, sorry. They'd have been there if they went 10-0 in their conference. I'm, I'm like, American sorry, Athlete. I don't want to hear it. Now it's like, okay, fine. You want to you play these guys? You get the, you go ahead. You get to prove it. Yeah. And, I think the other good thing too, Rick, is that I think we'll see. Now, how, what do you? How do you feel about this? I think guys who have normally opted out because they're worried about uh, injuries and they think going in the NFL draft, they 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 opt out of bowl games. These yeah. kids will play for national championships, though, right? They'll play. They'll play playoff games. So I think from- they'll be more prone to. Yeah, I I do. And it, listen, I don't. And I, you know how I stand on this. I don't blame any player um, for saying I'm not going to go play in this bowl game if it, especially if it doesn't involve a national championship. It's a little harder to look your teammate in the eye and say, go get them, Tiger. I hope we bring back the hardware. And my ring size is a, is a seven, you know, um, but I'm not going to play with you because I got an NFL career. I think that's harder to do when you're on Clemson, Alabama, or Ohio State, especially if you're an NFL talent. So I think that will be the case of the lower schools too. I think, it, yeah, if you got a chance, you're not playing in the Peach Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. is – this is for all the marbles. It, it, you know, we, I have a chance to do something special at name the school, uh, university, and you know, I'm I'm not going to let the guy down next to me, especially if I'm an elite player, because that means if I'm an NFL talent, I'm I'm one of their key cogs in the wheel. I'm not. They're not going to win without me, or win very easily without me. So, yeah, I think it will, it will probably lessen the chance that a lot of these guys will opt out. Um, if they're involved in the playoffs, at least, and again, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't begrudge those guys for doing it, but I just don't think it'll happen. So that part would be good. There's a lot of good that I think can come of it if it's done right. Um, you know what? What I don't know. I mean, we need to stop calling them student athletes. Let's recognize what this is. Um, this is the playoffs. You know, playoffs. We're doing playoffs. Well, I just, I just think it's, it's the longest time the excuse was. Well, we don't want these kids. You know, they play too many games. Yeah, we okay. want them get, You know. We don't want yeah. to interrupt their exam schedule. Like, all right, let's just let's get past yeah. that. Because well, thank God they're passing they're laws in states like Ohio and 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 uh, Florida and different places. I think where, you know, they're at least going to be able to make money on their likeness or what have you. We'll see. But um, there's money for everything else, and now there's going to be more money in the pot. So um, I'm willing I, to give it a chance. I'm not crazy about twelve, but I'm. It's it's probably still few enough that it's not going to mess up the regular season. And um, yeah. And there are teams that I would probably like to see a team that finished runner up in the SEC or the second best team in the right. ACC or whatever that that I wouldn't mind uh, getting another crack at an Alabama. Or, yeah, and uh, somebody uh, might Clemson. catch fire at the end of the season, but they lost games early, and normally they wouldn't be involved because they have a couple losses, and now they may they may be the hottest team that gets into the into the tournament, and you see what they do. So. All right, well, we're in agreement for a change on this thing. You're well, kind of right. You're softening. I, I got to tell you, you're getting soft, man. I, I, you know, well, I don't know. I'm just sitting here. I'm, I'm all of a sudden, I'm like Debbie Donner on the Lightning, not Debbie Donner, but carrying the pom poms for the Islanders there about how much I, how dangerous I think they are. How much you dig them? Yeah, well, that's a little weird. 
I, I don't like watching them though. They're boring. They're boring. They're boring. What does I that mean? They're they're not boring if you win though. I mean, it's all about winning. Right? I cover teams that are boring. I covered a Minnesota Wild team, and I, it's Jock Lemaire said the same thing. Like, yeah, you want me to go out and win, lose game six to five, and I'll I'll be pumping gas, and you guys will be going on <laughs> the next season. Like, what do you want me to do here? Well, when you don't have the skill, you're going to have to find a way to to, to right. slow it down, right? So, I mean. Hey, they got their Russian goaltender. The Lightning has their Russian goaltender, and let's go at it. So um, I think Hawaii winner may may coach the Canadian Olympic team, right? Is that right? I don't know. Could be the winner uh, of this series. The winner of this series could be the Canadian Olympic coach. I don't. Maybe they have somebody else in mind, but I would. John I Cooper mean, is going to coach the Canadian Olympic team. Why not? Wow. I mean, if he won back to back cups in the Olympics yeah. next year, I could see that. Yeah. Wow, that'd be or quite a Barry Trotz, one or the other. I think those are the two. You could make an argument they're the two best coaches in the league. Barry Trotz, man. I mean, he, he's been a lightning nemesis for years. So. Yeah, Washington Capitals are like, what did we do? Why, how did that, I how know, do we right? that, how that work out? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Be a free agent. What do we got going on at pointer.org with the, oh, we got the daily the newsletter? Bit, we got all kind of battles going on. So they had the, the uh, Biden-Putin uh, summit. The and, summit. Boy, I tell you what, Putin gave a long... Now I don't speak Russian yet, but uh, or yet, but uh, the uh, uh, that that was a long press conference that he gave. Yeah, and he got into it with uh, Rachel Scott from ABC News. She she uh, asked some tough questions, and then Biden got into it with Caitlin Collins from CNN. Apparently, there was reporters were shoving one another trying to get in the room. It's like a battle royale over there. It's a steel cage match. <laughs> Tom, I heard a comment, and I I think it was Biden. It might have been it might have been Putin. I don't. Know, but it was one of them. Um, <laughs> I, I think it was Biden that said, "Hey, you asked negative questions." Yes, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he asked. Yeah, I think you have to be negative to be a reporter. And I'm like, yes, well, maybe some days. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I thought of your, you, and your point would be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I thought of you immediately because you've been accused of that. And I, got, I got harassed on Twitter the other day. Did you see that? Somebody I jumped did. me. I'm like, I, I haven't did. written a Bucks column in three years, and some <laughs> Bucks guy come flying off the top rope, man, dropping <laughs> f bombs on me. Like, what? 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 What happened? I don't even know what I said. <laughs> Something about Jameis, I'm sure. I no, I mean, I don't know what I said to start that conversation. Yeah, oh, it was about next thing. It was I'm getting killed for Jameis columns that I wrote three years ago. Oh, they said it was so negative. And I'm like. You do realize, like when I was there, like things weren't all that pre, good. This was pre Brady. <laughs> we couldn't have nice areas. things back yeah. then, right? Yeah, yeah. This was the great Shiano, Lovey Smith, Dirk Cutter days. What was I supposed to write? Yeah, no. I mean, even Joe Madden went a few years without making the playoffs. It wasn't like things were were going well here. Um, but yeah, everybody so. a favor by walking away, and now all the championships come rolling. Yeah, I don't in. know. I don't know about that, that Tommy. We miss you. I, I like your negativity. Uh, and actually, like I said, you've gotten soft over there at Pointer. I don't know. Maybe it's the champagne. Maybe it's the, you know, the, the celebrations for uh, things like Pulitzer Prizes in the courtyard. It all sounds nice, but you start to lose your edge a little bit, man. Uh, you might be right. Could be it. All right, let's do this again. I, I want to talk to you about baseball down, uh, later in the week. Sounds good. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.